your host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back. If you listened to our program last week, you listened to part one of our conversation with Jerry Saunders Sr. Jerry is the Chief Executive Officer of Afrocentric Postal Development Shop, which is known as APDS. APDS is a behavioral health care center specializing in congenitive behavioral therapy and also provides educational classes to prevent, treat, and eliminate substance abuse and domestic violence. APDS is located at 1409 East Livingston Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43205. You can also call them at 614-253-4448. So sit back and relax and listen to part two. Enjoy. But like cooking class, um, the cooking class, they try to do it in a way that they're teaching the kids, we're teaching the kids how to cook, but how to have conversation around the table. You know, so it's more than just cooking. It's like, what kind of conversation do you have when you're around the table with your family? And just this little thing, you'd be surprised. I mean, I they they I, I'm impressed with them. They come up with some little things that I think will stick with kids for years. And so I, I just get them. I need, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question I like to ask. Um, okay. You know, the Faith Thomas Foundation we raise awareness about sickle cell disease, and with this being, you know, your program being an Africa centric. I'm just curious, do you uh, just approach the subject in regard to um, sickle cell since it impacts 90% of African Americans and, you know, it originated from Africa? So do you ever hit on that subject just to let them, to, to help no, no, them but to we be would, aware? We... We we don't, but we would welcome that. Now, let me share this. I, I did miss out on one really important factor. We are an agency that's funded by the Adam Board of Franklin County. Franklin County folks pay, people who pay taxes, money go to Franklin County, and then they fund the Adam H Board. And it's the Alcohol and Mental Health Board of uh, Franklin County. And mm-hmm. so for most of our clients, who are low income, which is what Dr. Kelsey and Mama Kelsey were looking to do. They wanted to have a quality counseling service for low income folks, because typically you got to have good insurance or have some money to get counseling, the type we provide. And so that funding there, a lot of our clients don't pay anything or with domestic violence, they pay a copay of like $5 per hour. But for the domestic, for the the rest of the programs, if you don't have, if you don't have the funds to pay for it, then you come on in and fill out. It's not a lot of paperwork that you fill out, and we get you right on into the program, and there's no charge for you. And we bill Adam H, which is funding that they do, and they do that for over 30 agencies right now. And actually, there's a levy. The issue 24 is on the ballot. Uh, coming up here on November 3rd. So I would encourage all your listeners to vote for it because it does provide services to an an inordinate amount of people, both substance use disorder and mental health disorder, mental health uh, treatment free uh, to most of the people that are involved in the program. It's what we call a, a sliding fee scale subsidy. So if you make a lot of money, you pay more. 
If you don't make a lot of money, you pay less or nothing. And so I do want to add that. And that's re- that's the reason we can charge so little in our summer camp, because Adam H. funds that summer camp. They want to do something to work with children to prevent them from needing the services that we provide later on in life. And so now to get back to your question, we're open to to partner with people. We Our history has been we started doing that, and what we found out is a lot of people who, uh, a lot of organizations that get grants, and they get grants to say they're going to provide services to African-American males. And it's difficult sometimes to get African-American males to be consistent about those type, about some type programs. And so people would come here, and we would work with them, and we were okay working with them. But what I did was stop working with anybody who don't have uh, solutions for these individuals when they come. So if you guys want to come and talk to our people and screen or whatever, as long as you got access where you can direct them, where they can get services, understanding that they may not have the insurance or the money to provide those services. So like Columbus Health Department comes and does the testing for AIDS, uh, the AIDS virus, the HIV AIDS virus. Uh, but they if a person is positive, they have resources to help get them help. And because I wouldn't want somebody to come in and say, hey, you positive, and then say, uh, you're on your own. You know what I mean? And because they're coming Correct. here for substance use disorder, domestic violence, which you did. But from the standpoint of where you just told me, I can see that as long as we got places that we can send them to, I think it's more about just treatment. It's about healing. And it's the whole process that we go through, and that's the whole body. The Afrocentric piece is not necessarily a black thing. It's a holistic approach, and it's more from okay. a spiritual perspective, too. So that's the Afrocentric. So uh, a lot of times people go, you know, how black are you, how Afrocentric you are, whatever the case. But it's more as a holistic approach, and we focus on serving the family, which is, helps us serve the community. Absolutely. I, like I do have a question just regarding the sorry the population of clients that you guys have. What is the percentage of like African American of Black clients that you guys have um, that you guys provide services to? That ranges from like ninety three to ninety five percent, somewhere around there, and it's the same on okay. uh, with the women, males. Most of the guys are males, and we go like. Something like, uh, and I've just done those numbers. We might be like five, six percent Hispanic, three percent white, and every, and then we we provide services to any and everybody. And most people who come, they uh, feel very comfortable. If you guys get a chance to visit us, please do. While we are a clinic, we try to have try not to have that sterile feel. We are therapeutic, right. so we have art artworks. People, so people can come in and see a reflection of themselves, and hopefully that will help them relax more. And that would allow them to give us more information so we can put a better treatment plan together. The more information we got, the better the treatment plan can be. So so it's relaxing. So you guys are welcome to come. Now, you can't just walk in the group. So y'all need to let us know when you come because of the confidentiality. uh, But we can make a time. And if you guys are really uh, saying that you want to make presentations to the guys, then what you would want to do is meet with the clinical director he set you up with the clinical team where you guys can come in and talk with our team and we talk with you guys or we'll come visit you guys and we can talk because we believe in these partnerships 
And while treatment is major for a lot of our clients, it's only the start. You know, when we get them, a person gets to the point where they're not using, they might still need a job. They might still need uh, mental health counseling. They might have an issue with sickle cell, you know, other health issues. And so we want to keep working with them or keep them connected because if we send them over to you guys and then later on they start back using, we want it to be easy where you can send them right back. Just pick up the phone, call back and say, hey, Jerry, so-and-so relapsed, da 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 we need to get them in right away. That kind of thing. That's what we're talking about. Or somebody does, you know, we find out somebody does have a sickle cell issue. We can call you guys and say, hey, this is what's going on. Not even if it's not a client, somebody in the family. So we're looking to build those kind of relationships. I am working on an initiative right now uh, called You Can Networks. It's Unique Community and Neighborhood Networks. And our um, the board just gave me permission, uh, the last board meeting, to go ahead and roll that out which would be building up uh, a network of organizations to work with similarly targeted people so that we could give them a more of an umbrella, a whole wraparound type of program and stay connected. If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Okay. Tish, do you have any last-minute questions? No. Well, I, I have one. It's not that, you know. How, y'all know. how do y'all know each other again? Oh, my brother Are Avery. Are someone mutual? Very actually. <laughs> I think we were no, over. I think we were. Well, we are out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, it was a couple of things. So my brother Avery coached at Driving Park Rec Center, and Jerry helped us to get uniforms for our basketball players. Um, oh. And then you and I worked together. Yeah, and then Jerry and I actually worked well, together when I was doing a state project with the county called uh, Partnerships for Success, um, and we were looking at different services provided in the county. Um, he was a part of that too. And then, and then Avery, there was the other part where Avery was. We were doing the um, uh, what was that called? It was the Black Convention. And yes. he was involved with that young guy. He was one of the younger guys working with that uh, when we did that. Yeah. And yes. so we try to be supportive of the organizations. We we gave the uh, driving park 12 basketballs a few months ago, about two, three months ago, so that when oh. the kids came out of COVID, they could, they'd have the basketball, some nice basketballs. So we just try to make sure we're contributing in the community and uh, doing the best we can. Right now, we're just doing a project with the city of Columbus, the neighborhood department, where they gave us, they gave four organizations, different organizations, $200,000 to help connect some of the grassroots organizations in the community uh, to help them get going. Some of the organizations that wouldn't normally be able to get money from, like, the city or the state. Uh, so those dollars came to us, and we funded 10 organizations uh, from 10000 to $25,000 so that they could do work out in the community. And it's all ranging from hiring some young kids to do cleanup to buying computers and laptops for some of the kids in the 11th and 12th grade to get them ready for college and they get to keep the laptops to 
um, street street level mentoring. Got guys out in the street working with some of the guys and sisters hanging out in the street, and um, just a number of things that we're doing like that. Uh, we're working with uh, another program, uh, Project Voice, and that's my first time hearing them. But they they focus on um, on uh, uh, human trafficking and uh, domestic violence. So we're trying to. Um, do a little bit of everything, a holistic approach for families. And while the mayor uh, is focused on the violence piece on there, we want to help with that. But I think that our, I think it's fair to say that we're focused more on the um, little brothers and sisters and cousins of those people who may be involved in the gunplay. Um, but, and it may be, some of them may be involved in the gunplay. I made sure that we funded some of the organizations that have leadership that have been out in the street and some of them have been to jail and all of that. So we're just trying to make sure we inclusive and connect with everybody. We're right here in the middle of the community. Dr. Kelsey and them bought this building so we wouldn't be here for three or five years and gone like a lot of times happen in our community. So we've been here 23 years and while we may get another building, we'll still keep this building and keep rolling right here. So that's the deal. So you guys want to get together with our, clinical team to see if we can do some some uh, partnership. Is that what I'm getting out of this phone call? We, what you're getting yes. out of the phone call <laughs> is that we wanted, well, I heard a yes, but was uh, our <laughs> listeners could learn more about your organization and what you do. Uh, like I said, I had, I had to have met, it might have been you, at a health fair uh, because I ended up with your card. And yep. if I asked for your card, I was interested in what you were doing for the community. And were, so, were we at when uh, we, oh, were we at um, the courthouse? Justice? Yes, the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, I remember, you remember you, me. Your stuff, your, you had green, <laughs> green stuff. Your colors were green, right? Your no. pamphlets and things. Oh no, okay. Nope, red like blood. Red like blood. I might. I kind of remember you. I got my head the wrong color. I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, because I, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. So I remember. That, I, well, I, I remember had, the place. Yeah, right. And I remember I was, the place. The conversation was good, and then I—that's when I asked for the card because I won't ask for a card unless I feel that it's something that really interests me and that can help someone else. So. Uh, I knew that your organization had several, you know, several different levels of services and programs that if, you know, one person reach one person, uh, that you, they, you could help someone. Your organization is there to help someone. And then, like you said, um, in regards to as a whole family unit, how you're touching everything each one of your program is relating to the whole family unit. And you are yeah. helping with gun violence because when you hold these summer programs and you're dealing with these younger kids, hopefully, you you know, they will learn not to pick up a gun, you know, from yep. being, yep. you know, in your summer programs and seeing how and being exposed to that they can have a different life. They don't have to settle or be stuck in this hole. Um like their mothers and fathers are, you know, that you guys are showing them that there is a way out, there is a light, you know, and there is something different than your current circumstances. So, right. yeah. Most of the kids we have from, we, a lot of the kids will have all six years. 
They come back every summer. And they just brilliant little kids. I mean, they just awesome. I mean, they just they just so talented. It's just amazing. It really is. And we have to recognize that. Now, I did not give the address over here. It's 1409 East Livingston Avenue, and our website is APDSINC.org. When you just said that for customers, for your for your listeners, I forgot. I forgot away from my marketing, didn't I? So, uh, and now, I, I was going to ask you before. I was going to ask you before uh, you got off, but could you say it one more time for them, please? Yeah, our if address they need help, is a phone four, number. Yeah, our address is fourteen oh nine East Livingston Avenue. Fourteen oh nine East Livingston Avenue. We're open Monday through Thursday from nine a.m. to eight p.m. Fridays from nine a.m. to six p.m. You can come in anytime. Our phone number is six one four. Two five three forty four forty eight. Now let me rephrase that. Walk in would be from like ten o'clock in the morning till five thirty in the afternoon, because it takes two and a half hours for the assessment. So um, we'll get that time from ten to five thirty on there for people to just walk in without any appointment. We prefer you have an appointment, uh, but any kind of way they come in, we we're here to try to to help you. So if you come in here, we're gonna do our best to help you. If we can't help you. We'll get you somewhere else, even if we had to get a cab to send you there. So, um, and then when I say we can't help you, I mean that we're so busy that uh, that's the case. Or you need detox, you know, because we are an outpatient facility, so we don't do detox here. Um, but, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share our information, and I hope we all, that it helps somebody. That's what I hope. And um yeah. With folks connected. Um, Stephanie, do you have any last-minute questions for him? No, I didn't have any questions, but I just wanted to, to say thank you for coming on the show and um, just providing that information um, about APDS and what it can, um, how it can help the African American community. Just because um, there's just always that stigma with, um, I will say, black people that, you know, they just don't want to get the help or the resources or the treatment that they need, um, and it just gets passed on from generation to generation. So I just wanted to show my appreciation and say thank you for uh, enlightening us and um, giving us a little bit more in-depth of what you guys do and the resources um, that you guys provide. Thank you. Glad to do so. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And. Tish, I'm just going to hit you one more time before we get raised at the end. Oh, no, Tish. thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> I was just going to say thanks for coming on. Information that you provided was helpful. All right. Yeah. Well, we got to get rid of that stigma, and folks got to come on in for help. I will say this. Dr. Kelsey was brilliant. I used to ask – I not used to. I did ask him. Why did you call it Afrocentric Personal Development Shop? He said, because in 1988, black folks weren't going to come to a clinic. And I was like, wow, he's right about that. So he that called was- it a shop instead of a clinic. So he's deep. That was deep move. And people mm-hmm. now are more comfortable with counselors. We still ain't quite there with psychologists because, you know, we go, oh, they're crazy. But we're getting past that stigma. If anybody needs help with all that we've been through and have made it through and have been successful, we're the ones that definitely we could use that help, that psychological help, because we've been through a lot and we're still going strong. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do have a position open. Is that what I'm seeing on the website? Yeah. Yeah, we do. 
<laughs> One of you guys got y'all y'all license? <laughs> no. I'm serious. See, okay, now we now y'all can. I'm serious now, y'all. Okay, we're busy. We need help. That. Okay, but a listener might be there. That you know, a they listener might be listening to what we're saying. Go All ahead. Right, they need to contact Charmaine Jordan at the six one four two five three forty four forty eight. She is our director of administrative services, and you can go ahead and, and contact. What she position, is. What position are we you actually, hiring for? We just got one person that we just got a case manager in, I believe, and it's not a formalized. It's not the final steps yet, but I do think we got a real good person for that. And so we need a counselor for two things actually: one for substance use disorder, and one for domestic violence. We need actually. You know, you're not supposed to go male or female, but for domestic violence, we do need a male because what we do is have a male and a female in there to make sure that we have that female presence in the group instead of all men in there talking. We always try to have a male and a female facilitator. And so we got enough female facilitators. We need another male facilitator. But as a substance use disorder facilitator, male or female, we're we're not discriminating. So only reason we can say that about the domestic violence is because that we use the Duluth model and it requires two counselors, male and female. Okay. Well, Jerry, Good it you. has been a pleasure talking to you today. And I hope to talk to you again in the future because there are some other questions that I wanted to really get into, especially with the uh, domestic abuse portion of it. And hopefully you'll say yes. Yeah, so that we can discuss domestic abuse a little bit more. Jerry, thank you for being on the show. And I'd like to remind our listeners, for more information on APDS, you can contact them at 614-253-4448. Please stay tuned for Inside the Cell with Mr. Ernest Kelly. Thanks for listening, and peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FaithThomasFDN. FDN.